0: All right. Well, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I'm telling you, uh, I say it all the time. God is good to me, and if you don't acknowledge it, I'm telling you, you're 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 really doing yourself a disservice. Um, because when you recognize and realize it is God that is blessing you, um, I'm telling you, I just got finished running. I'm telling you, I was running. And, and I could have very easily, it's just—it's easy, you just call and say, hey, we're canceling Bible study for tonight. And I was explaining that guess what? When the Lord saw a blessing, the first thing that some people want to do is cut out their, um, their, their commitment, their commitment to whatever duty it is for the Lord. And, and you can cancel that. I'm going, nope, 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 nope. I am going to run, and I'm going to rush, and I am going to, I'm going, to get, I'm going to get this thing done. I'm going to get back in time, and we're going to have our Bible study. Because, again, when the Lord saw blessing me, the first thing I'm cutting out is not going to be him. Now, amen to that somebody. up. Oh, thank you. I see folks coming online. Amen, amen, amen. I see a couple of numbers that I'm missing. But we're going to keep it moving. What do I want? Biblegateway.com. All right. So, what are we doing? We, let me tell you something. I recognize and realize each time that I deal with folks that the Bible study is so important. And you know what? Director Spencer Johnson was telling me that um, the way his work is set up right now, he cannot be on the live call. However, Immediately, thank you, Jesus, that's what I'm telling you, that's what you need in believers. Immediately, when he realized he was not going to be able to be on the call, you know what he did? He, he, he texted me and said, what is the link so I can get my Bible study the next day or, or at a later time? What is the link so I can listen to the recording?" That's what I'm, I'm telling you. That's how you are blessed because my dedication is I need my word. I've got to be in the word, and the word's got to be in me. So what do you do? You stay in – got to rearrange, and God watches you. He shows you that you're not dedicated to the word. He shows you. How does he show you? Because I'm going to bless you, and guess what? That's not evil. The blessing is not evil. Some people have to look at it as evil because guess what? My life didn't start messing up until I started getting all that money or until I started getting these breakthroughs and I started getting all these gifts. No, no, no. That was revealing to you that there was a spot in you that your balance, good God Almighty, your balance is off. Your balance is off. When you start putting, thank you, God, when you start putting things, over your relationship with God. And and, and 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 I don't care how you look at it, guess what? It's your relationship with God. It is your relationship with God. So you've got to be able to evaluate where I am, what do I need, what am I getting, who am I getting it from, how is this happening? It's happening through God revealing and God delivering on his promises. And, and if I can't get nothing else to you, please, let me get this deep embedded into your heart, mind, and soul, is that God promises is everything. His promises is everything. Watch this. Number two is that it, not only is his promises everything, but number two is that your memorization of the promises comes in a close second. His promises is, they're everything. That's why why I said you transform the way that you pray. The way that I pray is transform. Why? Because I'm thanking God for what he said he was going to do that he did that I didn't ask him to do again. I didn't ask him for traveling grace and mercy. He already told me I didn't ask him for traveling, grace, and mercy. I thanked him for the traveling, grace, and mercy because he promised me I was going to have traveling, grace, and mercy. He said, I'm going to be blessed when I go out, blessed when I come in. Well, what, is, what does it mean? It only means when you go out from your house and come back into your house. So every day when you leave out your house, you don't have to ask for traveling, grace, and mercy because that's what that, that's what that stands for. Not to me. When you transform the way that you pray, it's because I acknowledge that God has all of these awesome promises. That's number one. Number two, that I remember what God promised and I thank him and not in advance. I thank him when I'm getting ready to experience it. Listen, I'm getting ready to go on a road trip, it could be six hundred miles. When I'm getting ready to go on that road trip, I say, God, God, please uh, let your traveling grace and your mercy and your angels. No, no, no. I'm thanking God. Thank you, Father, for sending your angels. I'm thanking him in advance for what he's getting ready to do right now. So I'm thanking him in my right now because I haven't left yet. So it's not really in advance. I'm thanking him right now. And then what I'm thanking him for right now, he's going to do it. And that's where the advanced part comes in. He's going to do it as I travel, and and it was already promised, even if I did not thank him. Let, Let me break it down this way. Many folks go off to work every day, never thank God, never ask God for traveling, grace, and mercy. Many folks, again, they may eat their food and never thank God. And guess what? God, through his promise, he still provides. When they look back over their life, they say, you know what? Many, many days we sat down at the table. We did not say our grace. We did not say thank you, Lord, for the food that's placed before us. Excuse me, but what it happened? God still continued to bless. So I'm saying we transform our prayers by uh, by those. Excuse me, those two understandings. Understanding number one that I understand the promises of God. Understanding number two that I remember. You understand the promises of God, but you don't remember all of them that they are. You have to remember what they are, and then you say, guess what? God, I thank you because you're so faithful. If you want to back it up with that, God promises, you remember, and God is faithful. They're all mixed in there together. You, you can't tell them. Uh, my sweetheart, she made this dish. Um, I can't eat none of it right now. But it's got noodles, spinach, chicken. It's all in there. It's for the kids. And it's this creamy sauce in there. It looks so good. And, and so now when you look at it, what was in there first? Was it the chicken, the noodles, the sauce, the spinach? What was in there first? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Guess what? It's all in there together. So when it comes to the promises, you remember God being faithful It's all in there together, and that's how you begin to operate. Your prayer changes because we thought, listen, this is what we do sometimes. We rehearse, (laughs) good God Almighty, we rehearse things that God already knows. We rehearse them in his ears. Now, again, if that's where you are, I'm not beating you up. I'm not saying that you have to pray the way I'm instructing you. And then particularly if you found out the way that you're praying, that works for me. Now, now the key is, does it work for God? And one of the things that I don't want to do is teach anybody to insult God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, oh, my God, the world is in such a terrible condition. I know what the world condition is. I, I knew that when I made the world that it was in 2019, the world was going to be in this condition. Father, right now, we got so many black men in prison. I know how many black men. Do you know how many black men is in prison? Oh, I can tell you right now. There's uh, 967,000 black men in prison. Up, I'm sorry, 966. One of them just died. No, no, no. I know it sounds harsh, but guess what? He knows that. So me recanting to God how many men are in prison, Father, it looks like our young ladies, they, it seems like <clears throat> they don't know what to do when it comes to their husbands. There's so many of them that, that lose their husbands because of things that they're doing. They're cheating on them or they're doing this or doing that. And, Father, no, God already knows the condition of our women, and not just black women, all women. When it comes to whatever, whatever the topic is, the wars that's going on, the famine that's in the lands all over the land. And, Father, no, no, no. Father, I thank you. See, watch this. The prayer changes. Father, I thank you because you are in control. I thank you, God, because you know the beginning from the end. I thank you, God, from the foundation of the earth that you have given us your promises and you have never failed on your promise. Father, I bless your name for being such an awesome God to every believer. I thank you for accepting us into the beloved, into, the, into your family as your own. You see, it changes because you start acknowledging more about who God is and what God promised he will do and that you know that he's going to do it. No, you know that he promised it, not only that he promised, because the promise without you knowing it is, is huge. So you've got to have a promise. Then you've got to know the promise and remember the promise. And then you got to know that God is faithful to perform that promise. It's one thing for you to promise you're going to do something. It's another thing for you, no, for me to promise you that I'm going to be there tomorrow. For you to remember at the time, 12 o'clock noon, I told you I was going to be there. For you to remember, me to promise, you to remember, and then me not to be faithful. Okay, so the promise is no good. The promise is not doing anything for me because I promised and you remembered, but I'm not faithful. It's all in there together. So when we do this thing called prayer warrior, when we do this thing in our daily prayers, your daily prayer as we get ready to move on, as we get ready to move on into the book, and I'm flipping my pages. I had that little intro there. Thank you, God. As we get ready to move on, you start to see that guess what? This prayer warrior thing is effective. You've got to do what, number one? And, we, and we're just doing this recap. Hold on two seconds. You're in a battle, right? And, and that's chapter number seven, spiritual warfare. You're in a battle. Identify the real enemy, and just like we're identifying God and knowing his promises, you better re- recognize the real enemy. Then we moved on, next bold print, know your enemy's name, and we went through all those names, and again, many times what's wind up happening is we know the name of people. And we don't know the name of the enemy and the enemy gets you off track and you start focusing on people and you call, watch this, you call their name out negatively more than you call out the enemy's name negatively. And for me, good God almighty, I wanted to say like Joshua, as for me in my house, I'm teaching them, listen, don't focus on the enemy at all. Know his name, know his tactics and leave him alone. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. I focus in on the promises of God. Everything the enemy throws is going to be quenched by, the, by my faith. Because, listen, this is the promise of God. By your faith, the shield of faith, you're going to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. I don't care what his name is. It could be Father of Lies. It could be Angel of Lights. It could be Ruler of Demons, Dragon, Serpent, Deceiver. It doesn't matter. When your focus is on the promises of God. Here we go. Then we looked at the enemy's tactics. And when we looked at his tactics, watch this, blame and deceit. He works in the midst of darkness. That's his whole, listen, we're the army of light, he's the army of darkness. He works through gossip. Whether you whether you want to sugar sugarcoat it and call it something else, listen, it's gossip. You're talking about people. No, no, no. I'm, listen, you got to, Understand, that's gossip. Instead of you talking, listen, and I'm going to tell you one of the most dangerous times I believe in church. Think about it for a second. The most dangerous time in church, and somebody might say why the sermon is going on. Somebody else might say why praise and worship is going on, and those are dangerous times. And I'm not going to, thank you, Holy Ghost, I'm not going to put one over another. I'm going to say it is one of the most dangerous times, and it's and it's two times, right before service and right after service. Watch this. You can be right before service, folks talking about anything and everything, ain't got nothing to do with church. You listen, we can uh, break some chicken wings and talk about that at another time. Right now, we can ready to go into service. That's why I love in our Sunday school. Right before Sunday school, guess what? And primarily, sometimes in the morning, and particularly Deacon Shepperson, and I told you all this before, she's walking around and singing praises to God. Sister Sharon, she's another one. What does she do? She comes in, okay, Pastor, if you don't have something for me to do, I'm going to go down and start setting the atmosphere, good God Almighty. That's what we, listen, we come to, to again, to get break breakthrough. We invite him in, Lord, if you're not here. If something that we, good God Almighty, thank you, God. If something that we have done caused you to leave our atmosphere, Father, we're sorry. Father, wash us and cleanse us. And when we do it, no, 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 we're not being selfish and just talking about Mount Enon. When we are praying, we're talking about the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let me, let me, let me start running it down. The body of Christ. The people are so hypocritical. In the church, and the people do this wrong and do that wrong, and the people it happens in the church, and the this and that is wrong in the church, and the church and the church is so bad. The church has this going on. Church, the pastor is doing this, and the church and here it is. We spend a lot of time. Oh, let me tell you what happened at this church and at that church. And when I turn YouTube's on, I open the YouTube uh, menu up. Guess what? Uh, here it is. I don't forget what what county it is or what state it's in. Uh, three pastors in Georgia going to prison. Three pastors doing this, doing that. The negative about the church. Negative about the church. Listen, you got thousands upon thousands of pastors, very good pastors, very dedicated. Doing, but what is the first thing that pop up on the screen when you turn YouTube on? Three pastors, all of them black. They're going to, they're going to jail for this and this and this and this. And this. You see what the focus winds up being? On the enemy. And what the enemy is doing when he sows seeds of darkness in the heart of men, and the next thing you know, these men, again, is the light, with the spotlight is on them for the darkness that they're doing. You better know the enemy and know how he's working this thing. And as believers, you set the atmosphere by, again, exalting God and focusing on resist the devil. You better understand the resisting. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Move on. The enemy's tactics. So we talked about the blame game, the deceit, the darkness, the gossip. The gossip. Let that soak in. Christ referred to him as the prince of this world. So you better understand he's he's ruling some stuff. Flip over. I'm I'm going where we are now. Now we're looking at be alert. Be alert. What does the Bible say? Be sober, be vigilant. Where is that at? Hold on. I'm gonna I'm look it up real quick. Let me let me uh, Google it. Be watch this. This is what I love about Google. Thank you, God. Be sober. That's all I had to put in. Bam! Hit the enter. Write this down. Where's my pen? I'm talking about writing something down. I don't have a pen in my hand. First Peter chapter one. Where's my my nice pen at? Deacon Shappison, don't forget to talk to me about the pens. Just mention the pens. I got this pen from Pastor Haynes. I have not been able to put it down. It writes better than the. It writes better than the pens we got. All right. Be alert. Here it is. First Peter. All right, five and eight. Bible Gateway. Here we go. What does the scripture say? And I'm a oh, you know what? I want to do that. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. There it is. Number. I think that was number one name, the devil. The devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So you've got to understand. Listen, get thee behind me, Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan, was a very powerful statement that Jesus made to the man of God. You've got to recognize when the enemy creeps in and whispers, and then the person of God starts to use the words that don't lie. Good God Almighty. Thank you, God. It does not line up with the word. What she just said does not line up with the word. And now you gotta find out a way of pumping the brakes and without offending your sister, because some people got thin skin. Without offending her, starting the argument to turn and to let her know, no, 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 that's not true. That's no, no, no. Some kind of way you gotta, you gotta fix your words. So you help them out. Uh, let me go here. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. And now I'm going to pull it up in because I just want to show you one quick thing when it comes to being sober, all right? 1 Peter, right? And what did I say? Uh, 5, 8, colon, 8, enter. Thank you, Lord. Oh, and it's popping too. Here we go. Watch this. International Standard Version. It says, be clear minded and alert. Thank you, Lord. Be clear minded and alert. Amplified. Be well balanced. Temperate. Sober of mind. Be vigilant. All right? Sensible and alert. That's an understandable version. Be sensible. One more. Watch this. Uh, All right, here we go. Sensible again. Keep cool. Keep awake. This is that Moffat. Moffat, M-O-F-F-A-T-T. M-O-F-F-A-T-T. New Testament. Moffat, New Testament. Keep cool. Keep awake. The devil is trying to get you. So you have to keep cool. Curb cur- watch this, curb every passion. Be calm. So when it tells us here, be alert, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, looking in different translations, you will see that guess what? The enemy is fighting you, and you must fight in the realm of the spirit. It's right there in your book. I hope you highlight it. You've got to fight in the realm of the spirit, and, and the, the one thing, The one thing that I have to do as much as possible is to get folks out of flesh, stop looking at people, stop looking at people, nope, that's a person, that's a person, that's a person. You're still focusing on a person. But did you hear what he said? Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what he said? But she said this, she said that. Let me tell you something. As long as you deal with the flesh, you are going to have, listen, your emotions and everything else, and emotions, watch this, you already know, is a part of the soul. Your emotions, and that's why when you're going to do something, and the preachers are maximizing this thing, that's why they invoke your emotions in the service. Because if they can get folks to get, again, energized towards a desired end, thank you, Holy Ghost. If they can get them energized, if they can get them pumped up about this desired end, watch this, you're going to engage in your spirit, man, uh, a realm of, that is uncommon for some people to go into. So in the midst of the service, get engaged. You're fighting in the realm of the spirit. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned, not not figured out by human reasoning. I hope you got it highlighted. If not, you unline it. And again, in this book, a lot of times what you find out is that you're highlighting the whole page. You are not fighting flesh and blood, but about the powers of darkness. And we talked about it. Be alert to cycles, watch this, or patterns in attacks from the enemy. This happens every year around this time. As soon as spring happens, you go through this battle. Matter of fact, it's got to the point where, you know what, you're looking for certain things. Some some ladies are looking for men in shorts. You remember back in the day the basketball players used to wear uh for for a season I mean this is way back in the day they had on the tight tight shorts. then all of a sudden we went through that season of the baggy shorts they were real real they was real real baggy now they're getting back to about a, a normal regular size short, but not the real short ones, not the real baggy and the ladies look out for what the men in the tight shorts, some of them like it. In the tight shirts with a tank top on instead of a t-shirt, a crew neck. They're looking for it. men doing the same thing, and the women, honestly, right now they're walking the street with underwear on. And I saw it just the other day. Matter of fact, they were lace. It was lace shorts that, that had the pattern of lace, and and it looked just like underwear. So. Around this season is a battle that you're going to fight in your flesh if, again, you're dealing with your own hormones. It's it's just a regular battle, but you're staying in the flesh. When the new cars come out for the next year, next thing you know, somebody's battling in the flesh. That's why you're staying in debt. Barbecue. Here it is barbecue season, and you're already overweight. You're already dealing with your weight, and you and you got it on your mind. So, again, you got to watch. This is what it says. Watch the cycles. Be alert to the cycles. The enemy does this every year and tricks you. Cycles, 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 the attack of the enemy. All right? So here we go. Cycles and patterns of attack. Go to the top of the page. It says here, weapons of our warfare, please. Again, uh, that's going to be in section, I think that's a four. It says, you may wonder, if Jesus won the battle, why are you still fighting? If Jesus won the battle, good God Almighty, thank you, Lord. If Jesus won the battle, why are you still fighting? That's a good question. The key is, I think the answer is when I told you earlier. The reason why is because you've got to operate from the standpoint at all times that Jesus won the battle. I'm not fighting this fight. No, 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 this is not difficult for me. Why? Because the scripture that stays in my mind is the promise of God. He says, yoke up with me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Yoke up with me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Okay, thank you, Holy Ghost. Here we go. Here, and then I'm going to go to Google. All right. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I'm getting this. Yoke up with me, okay. And what do I want you, eleven twenty nine. Go back here. Go to uh, what Matthew. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Matthew eleven colon twenty nine. I'm looking it up in Knowing Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Uh, Here we go. International. Place my yoke. Nope, I don't want that one. I want the understandable version. Accept my reins. Accept my reins. The reins. That's how you control the horse. That's how you control on your life. This is what it says in the understandable version. Hold on. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to put it right here. Uh, Matthew. Okay, and what is that, 1129? Okay, bam, here we go. Watch what it says. My reigns on your life, and learn about me, because I am gentle and humble. And in my service, you will experience rest in your spirit. Come on, come on. I don't, listen, we study. We study. And then you apply if you know it, I'm telling you, God has already gave us all these wonderful promises, then you've got to remember them and know that He's faithful. so no i'm not no, I'm not drudging, I'm not drudging through this. I'm not fighting through this'm I'm not, I'm not all upset about this. I'm not letting this get me all off tilt. I'm flying this thing balanced. Here we go. uh amplified. you know I like that one. My yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, I'm meek, humbly, lowly in heart, and you will find rest. How is rest? Anybody, now I know somebody has. Anybody ever had hard sleep? Anybody had rest, watch this, restless sleep? No, you did not have restless sleep. Now I'm just being, I'm argumentative. You did not have restless sleep because. If you was restless, you really was not sleeping. When you sleep, you sleep. If you're restless, then you're wrestling, trying to go to sleep, but you're not asleep. He says, this is me. He says, I'm going to give you rest. Rest, watch this, understandable version, says rest in your spirit. The amplified. if you know the word of God, the amplified says it's, God, it's relief. It's easy. It's refreshment. How is that hard? He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I am gentle. That's meek. I am lowly in heart. What does it say? My thoughts towards you, my thoughts, my deep thoughts my, in my heart, and you will find rest, relief, and ease. Watch this, what it says, relief and ease. Thank you, God. And refreshment, and create. Watch this. Recreation and blessed, blessed, quiet. For what? Your soul, your emotions. Come on, folks. Amplify. I don't know about you. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it right there. Amplified. Bam. And then I'm gonna put what I call it. A A U V. The AUV. That's that understandable, understandable version. Alright? So that was be alert. First Peter chapter five, verse number eight. Matthew chapter eleven, verse number twenty-nine, amplified in the understandable version. Now we're going to do recognize the battlefield. And Joyce Myers wrote a book. You know what she said? She said the battlefield of your mind the battlefield of your mind. You got so much junk going on in your mind, and you're not controlling it, and you are the one with the reins of your mind. Scripture teaches that humans are what? Tripartites, beings. Tripartites, beings, made up of what? Spirit, that's tripod, that's, that's three. Spirit, soul, and body. Let me get the scripture. Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, here we go. First, First Thessalonians 5.23. First Thessalonians 5.23. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely again here is a promise the bible says may the god of peace sanctify you god i thank you for sanctifying me i thank you for completing the sanctification in me i thank you please sanctify us god god already promised this is this is what it say may the god of peace sanctify you entirely and may your spirit soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Excuse me. So, so, again, when it comes to the promises, you recognize the promises, you remember the promises, you know that God is faithful, and what was prayed back then, I don't know about you, but I, I thank God for the prayers of the disciples, and if they pray, prayed and write this, then I believe that it's being accomplished in the saints of, of God, and may the peace of God himself sanctify you matter of fact if you got a prayer for somebody this is a prayer right here in the soulish realm the seat of the intellect emotions and will in the soulish realm the mind is our what most common battleground there you go right there that's what you want highlighted in your in your book it's all in your mind and let me tell you something it can be very real it can mess with your emotions. It can bring tears. The battlefield of your mind, is you can think something and tears come to your eyes. You can be told something, and guess what? It breaks your heart. And when it breaks your heart, when you know that your heart is your deep thoughts, what do you mean it breaks it? It makes me start to think twisted when you say you break your heart. Oh, well, how can it break your heart? Does your heart stop working? All of a sudden, you get something told, you, you say, oh, man, you broke my heart my thought patterns are interrupted at that time your heart is your deep thoughts so the key is when you say it breaks my heart it's breaking my train of thought my my ways of thinking be good, thank you lord the the way i used to think about you was one way but now when you tell me this now you're making me think about you a whole another way it's break, good god almighty it's breaking my train of thought I can't think the same way I used to think about you because you broke my heart. All right. For it is in the mind that choices are made and choices are everything. Choices are everything. You better know it. So whether you want to do it or not, you make the choice. These choices, all of which involve what the will determines not only the course of a person's daily life, but also his or her eternal destiny. That's where we're at. The choices that you're making. And the key, choices, choices, choices. The key is when you make these choices, when you make these choices, it really will impact you for the rest of your life. It'll 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 transform you. As the word of God becomes alive in you and your act and you act upon it, the word will change your heart and mind. Please highlight it, underline it. You listen, it's gonna change your heart and mind. The way you think and then the permanent way that it's set up for you to think. When you act upon the Word, and the Word is everything, the Word of God becomes alive. Now, you've got to, it's in you for you to believe or not to believe, whether it's true or false to you. D Y B I. do you believe it? Do you believe it, that the Word of God is like medicine to me? I told y'all that Cooper got a bit, got really beat up bad by the dog next door. And we had to keep pumping that medicine in him, pumping that medicine in him. The doctor did surgery on him. They put holes all in my dog's back. They had, they had tubes to take all the pus, the infection, and everything out of his back. So the tubes, they, put, they punched more holes. He had one hole. It was oozing this, this pus and stuff all out of it. They punched more holes in him. However, simultaneously, while this surgery was being done, he was on medication. The medication had to stop, and we watched him go from very, very sick, not moving, laying around, not barking, not eating. Listen, the dog, he loved to eat. He would not eat. But as, thank you God, as he continued to take the medicine, guess what happened? He got better and better and better He started drinking. Then he would nibble on a little something. We was feeding him baby food. We was feeding him everything we could to try to get him to keep his medicine, to take the medicine. And then he started eating a little bit of food, and then he kept giving him his medicine, and the medicine kept working, and he kept getting better. And now he's back to normal. Only last thing, he just got to grow his hair back from where they shaved his backside to to do the surgery. But he is back to normal. Listen, he had to take his medicine. Can I tell you? You have to take your medicine. The word of God. Listen, I, I, I got stuff to do as soon as I get off the phone. I got stuff I want to do. I want to get this together, get that together. I got to do this. Together. Busy, busy day. First thing you want to cut out, cut out Bible study. How good God has been, you will cut out Bible study. No, 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 God has been too good. And what? It is my medicine. Not only, watch this, not only learning it is my medicine, reading it, reading it is my medicine, learning it to teach is my medicine, and teaching it is my medicine. You keep it when you give it away. When you share what you're learning on the Bible study, when you share what you're learning in Sunday school, when you share what you're learning in service. Excuse me. Hallelujah. When, listen, when you, when, you, when you keep taking it, you've got to keep taking your medicine. The doctor said, I'm going to give you this one. I know you already have this antibiotic, but I'm going to give you this one. Watch this. The pill, good God Almighty, thank you, God. The pill is so strong. Not only are we going to cut it in half, we're gonna cut the half in half and only give you a quarter. Give him a quarter of it two times a day. It's really, really strong. But along with the other medicine, this is gonna set it. Thank you, God. It's gonna set his system right, so he the healing process is gonna move right along. And matter of fact, this is what the doctor say. Make sure he takes all of it. Now I don't care whether we. Couldn't get it in him two times a day. But guess what? We're going to make sure he's going to get this medicine. You got to make sure that you get this word in. And when you get it, sometimes, again, maybe you're taking in too much. You're trying to read a whole chapter just so you can say, oh, I read a chapter a day. I read a chapter a day. I read, I read the book. I, can, I get up in the morning. I got plenty of time. I'm retired. I just retired two years ago. And, and what I do is I read a book. I read the whole book of Matthews. Right? But is God ministering through you reading that? Are you sitting, watch this, are you reverencing him? You know, the, thank you, God. You know what he said? Give him this medicine, but make sure you give it to him with food. But, Doc, he's not eating. You've got to get him to eat. Be, watch this, because it's not going to work right. On the bottle, it say, Let him eat this, but he's got to take it with food. Watch this. You've got to take this word, but you've got to take it with reverence. God Almighty! Ooh, Jesus! Thank you, Holy Ghost. You got to take it with reverence, because if you don't take it with reverence, you're going to treat it like it's just any old magazine. It's Sports Illustrated. I don't know y'all may not even heard of that from back in the day, and I don't even know it might still be a vibrant um, magazine. You can't take it like it's just another book. You can't take it, although Bishop Jake's got a whole lot of books out, and a lot of those books make it the bestsellers. Uh, Joel Osteen got books out. Matter of fact, Victoria Osteen, she got books out. Um, uh, uh, Sarita Jake, she got books out. The Baby Girl, she got books out. Creflo Dollar got books out. All of them got books out. Everybody, Joyce Myers got books out. But guess what? You can't read the Bible like you read their books. And be honest with you, even when you read their books, if you really believe that this is inspired by God, you got to read that with reverence of God. Why? Because God is the revealer of secrets. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh-huh. You want to skip Bible study. He wants to say, you know what, Lord? Can we reverse it in his life? Let him get blessed. Let him get blessed abundantly. Because if he gets blessed abundantly, and particularly on a Wednesday night, you know he'll cancel Bible study. He'll be so caught up with raking in the blessings that he'll skip it. And you know what God says? Go ahead. You can bless him. Matter of fact, since I'm in the blessing business, I'll bless him. And let me tell you what he's going to do. He's going to dig in that word. I guarantee you he won't. He's the acute, we know his name, he's the accuser that this brother is not dedicated the way he appears. This sister don't love you the way he appears. And listen, I got a sister at the church, you know what she said? Pastor, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fast because I'm on medication and with medication, just like Cooper, they do it for the dogs, they do it for the humans. Guess what? You got to take food. Well, guess what? When you're dedicated enough to go to the doctor and say, doctor, listen. Will I be able to survive if I just eat this, 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 and this? Instead of having my full meals, I want to just eat vegetables, and I want to just drink water. I don't want no juice, no milk, just water. And then I want to ju- am I going to be able to survive? That's when you're dedicated. That's when God, and God allows it, that the church will call a fast, and then folks have to rearrange their diets. Because I'm just that dead. I want this. And I'm telling you, you're going to get it. Keep it moving. Keep it moving, all right? The heart and mind and your actions will change for a good, for your good and God's glory. It's going to, all this is going to change. And the opportune word is change. And if you haven't seen, got that in green, that had to be in pink. And guess what? You got quotes around it. There's going to be a change. And if you don't have a change, stop being satisfied. Stop being satisfied with a, with a perpetrating change. Stop being satisfied with, um, me, well, maybe um, a little bit. Uh, no, God, I'm a total change. I want all the evil out. I want every last ounce, every drop of it out. Sometimes when you get a spot on a garment and you, and you get it out, you, sometimes you can use peroxide, sometimes you soak it in bleach, some, all kinds of stuff, stain remover. But, but you get it out. But guess what? A little teeny bit of it is left. I don't care if it's a little bit. It still irritates me. I got to get it all out. I want all of that stain out. Why? When I look at it, I'm going to think about it. People say, you know what, if you didn't point it out, I wouldn't have known it. I don't care if you didn't notice. I notice it. It's on there. That's how you got to be about your, your spirit man. I want every ounce of the enemy's mark that was in my life, that had me going astray, that had me going contrary to the word of God, guess what? I want every last drop of it out. And as long as I send some of us in there, God, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus, the blood, the stain removing blood of Jesus, that it might remove everything that's in my life that's not like you. Good God Almighty, somebody shout amen. That's how you've got to be. You gotta want it out. Recognize that it's in your mind. And recognize that my mind, something is still going on in my mind. Keep it moving. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The believer can receive revelation and understanding. There it is again. There's an opportune words. Revelation and understanding. It's one thing to get revelation and and what is it? It's spiritual mysteries. And that's why I said when you read Yes, you're going to read, but you're going to read with reverence. If you don't read with reverence, there's going to be no revelation. If you don't read with reverence, there's not going to be understanding. If you don't read with revelation, watch this, there's not going to be the spiritual mysteries being revealed. God, I thank you. Before you pick it up, you just, Lord, thank you. It might just be a little teeny piece. I'm telling you, we were, we were preaching on it, and, and it blew my mind. Matthew chapter 20. I believe it's Matthew chapter 26. Let me see. I think the Lord has blessed me. Matthew 26, and is it 33? No, 22. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 22. Three little words. It jumped off the page to me. It transformed my life. I said, wow, thank you, God. And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say to, unto, to him, Lord, is it I? It just jumped. Is it I? Matthew chapter 26, verse number 22. Is it I? How in the world could you ask that question? How could you imagine would it be you? That betray- it's not a betraying. It's not a betraying bone in my body towards my Lord and Savior. It can't be me. That's when you translate it out of the Greek. It, it In some translations, it says it can't be me. Is it I? The way it's translated, the original words It can't be me. Master, it can't be me. All of them began, and and the thing about it is, it says, every one of them began to say to him, not ask him, this is what it say, to say to him, Lord, is it I? Lord, and and, and again, I'm just looking at the simple structure grammatically, the way it's grammatically written. um, It's not a question. Now, there's a question mark on the end, and in the original language, whether there was a question mark uh, on the end or period, and again, when they translated it into, is it I, then, again, the translators say that is a question, so we have to put a question mark. However, when you look at the original language, guess what? It says, it couldn't be me. It can't be me, Lord. And I pray to God that each and every one of you, that's what, no, no, no. When it comes to betraying you, Lord, it would not be none of us. No, it would not. Come on. Let's take this scripture. Uh, thank you, God. What does it say? In one of my favorite books, book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 1, verse 17. Mm-mm, I can't do it in here. Let me do it in Bible Gateway. And go Bible. Go Passage Lookup. Top, top menu choice would be Bible, Passage Lookup, and then, oh, I bet you I did. I did. I accidentally clicked on one of those advertisements. Help me, Lord. All right, back it up. And what do we say? Ephesians Chapter 1, 17 to 21. Ephesians Chapter 1, 17-21. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Watch this. And it did not give me all my translations, so I've got to click, click, click. You can click for multiple translations. There's my Amplified. There's my Easy to Read. Give me one more. Thank you, Lord. There's the good news. All right, let's read it in the Easy to Read. And I always pray to the great and glorious Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that he will give you what? The Spirit, who will let you know truths about God. You want to pray something for somebody? That's what I'm praying. Truths about God and help you understand them so that you will know him better. Verse number 18, easy to read. I pray that God will open your minds to see his truth. Then you will know the hope of that he has chosen us to have, the hope that he has chosen us to have. You will know that blessings, you will know that the blessings of God has promised his holy people are rich and glorious. I hope, y'all, I hope, it, I hope you had a flashback right there. It's about his promises. I hope you know his promises. I hope you operate in his promises. I hope you stop praying a way that, again, things that God has already promised you, you have, you thank him for it. You ain't got to ask him for it. All right? Verse number 19. And you will know that God's power is very great for us who believe. It is the same as the mighty power. He used to raise Christ from the dead and put him at the right place side in the heavenly places What put him at his thank you Holy Spirit his right side you better understand it's the same power that same power is operating in you however you've got a very uh I just had it you got a very careless mouth you're speaking things carelessly and God cannot operate through a careless person And when he does operate through a careless person, and particularly somebody that he has chosen, let me tell you something. He will check you because I've given you this authority, and you are doing things. I tell you to speak to the rock. You hit the rock. I tell you to go down to the people because the people are going astray, and you take the stones that I've given you and break them up. I'm setting you up. Uh, um, Mr. David, and I've given you, uh, Saul's kingdom. I've given you his wives. I've given you the castle. I've given you all this stuff. If you'd have wanted something else, I would have give given you that. But now you're going to step the line and take matters into your own hand and sleep with this man's wife. I've got to check you now. Because you are my man and my woman. And some people are crying out for God to move in their life. And you better understand, you don't want God to move in your life. Because when he starts moving in your life, that means that you've got this special cho- this special choice, this special gifting that he's putting in your life. And now you better understand, you're at a new level of checking. Moses, you're not going into the promised land with the people. David, your child is going to die that you had with this woman. Jonah, you gotta get swallowed up by a whale. Because when you start stepping the line and you're that close, then guess what? You're gonna get checked. And you're gonna get checked by the Almighty. Keep it moving. You raise them up, put him at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, verse number twenty one. It says, And he put Christ over all over all rulers, authorities. Powers, you know what it says, King James, it says, far above all principalities and powers and might, dominions, and every name that is named. Remember we went over the names? Every name that is named, he's above it. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. No, 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 no. You're talking about a promise that you better remember when you start to do your warfare that my God is transcending this earth. So, what we're dealing with right now, listen, it far surpasses that. He's not only ruling here, that's why I'm trying to tell you when it comes to us binding something on earth that's going to be bound in heaven, it's being bound in heaven already. And watch this even in the future, it's going to remain bound. It's never going to break free because once it's done and God has said it, He's going to speak it through His men and women down here that are obedient. So, you're not speaking. You don't see people. You see people binding and loosing and, 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 and binding that, that spirit of alcoholism on you right now in the name of Jesus. I bind it. And, and, and they don't tell you, and I know he's a big-time preacher or a big-time bishop or whatever else, but guess what? That same guy still got the alcoholism. That same lady is still whoring. The, the finances never got, I bind it. I bind up your, your financial deprivation. I bind it in the name of Lord Jesus. And how come it's not being done? Because God is not giving that gift to Everybody. Everybody, every believer is supposed to have it. Well, guess what? If you're not operating under obedience, he says obedience is better than sacrifice. Jesus said, I'm not doing anything that the Father don't say. I'm not doing. Now, how come Jesus wasn't binding himself on earth? Watch this. How come Jesus not binding himself on earth and then it's backed up in heaven? Jesus said, I'm going to tell you the order. What my Father says, do, that's what I do. So I can bind up. Good God Almighty. I can bind it up because he's already bound it up in heaven. He sends he send out the word. It will not return to him void. And when he sends it out, watch this, he sends it through your mouth. That's why I said when we pray in the spirit, we've got to operate in a particular way. Why? Because it is God using us, and is it an understanding that you've got to have in the battlefield. You're winning. Why? Because you understand God is using your mouth with your words. He's using your mouth with your words to accomplish his task. Good God Almighty. And don't think that he's so stupid. Don't think that God is so stupid that he would release this awesome power to all these people who don't care nothing about him, have no reverence for him. They don't, re- listen, they won't lift up holy hands. They won't bow down to him. They won't spend this dedicated time that they know they should be spending. They will not do it. And you think they going he's going to turn this awesome power loose to all these hypocritical people. Come on, somebody. Come on. Let this soak in. It's not stupid. It is real, but there's an order. And when God says it, you're going to know it. Well, I don't want God to ask me to bind. It may be time to buy. He ain't going to let. It. When it's time for you to bind something up, let me tell you something. You will know it. Oops, I think it was. I think no. It will be no mistake. The bush will burn, and it will not be consumed. wasn't no, oh, I'm thinking that this is God. Moses knew it was God. When they saw the cloud move, good God Almighty, they saw it move from the front to the back. Come on, people. They knew it was God. When the water stood up hither and thither, left side, right side, as walls, they walked across on dry. You know it's God. When your butt gets swallowed up by a whale and you get spit out in front of, on the beach of Nineveh, you know it's God. You ain't got, I, so I said, I, I went in another pastor's office uh, down in D.C. Guess what I saw up on the wall, bigger than the one I have, live, laugh, and love. Stop fretting over stuff and live and have a good time. Laugh. When I say laugh, enjoy life. This is what he says I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Come on, people. Come on. Wow, God. Mm, 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 mm. And when you look down, you look up at the time and what is it? It's time to end. Thank you, God. All right. God willing. God willing, thank you, God. We'll pick this up on the 24th. We'll pick this up on the 24th, God willing. Thank you so much. Again, know that God is real. And know that you just love, live, love, live, love, laugh, live, laugh, and love. Live, laugh, and love. Just enjoy life. When God's ready to use you, let me tell you something, (laughs) you'll know it. Have a blessed evening.